We're here in the Diocese of Limerick and Killaloo. We're awaiting the appointment of a new bishop, and the Diocese of Chewham will also be appointing this bishop because the two dioceses, as we've discussed on this programme before, are about to be amalgamated and become one. And I thought it might be interesting to find out how we're going to find this bishop. I'm with the Reverend Canon Professor Patrick Comerford, who is a priest in charge at Rathkeel, but also Director of Education and Training in the Diocese of Limerick and Killaloo. And Patrick, I wonder, could you educate us as to how we are going to find this new bishop? Educate us. It's a puzzle for a lot of people in the Church of Ireland as well, what happens. And yet it's not some sort of arcane secret that cannot be revealed to everybody. Uh, We elect our bishops in the Church of Ireland. They're elected by a combination of priests and laity who represent both the vacant diocese and who represent the wider church. So priests and laity within the diocese who are elected by the local synod. Each diocese has a synod which represents clergy and laity in the diocese. So each diocese elects an equal number of lay people and priests to be on an electoral college. And out of that we will have 12 clerical electors and 12 lay electors. And then they will be joined by 12 lay and 12 clerical electors from outside the diocese representing the wider church and three bishops who represent bishops as well because a bishop is for for the wider church and not just for this diocese. Uh, There are a number of choices facing the electors when they meet. This new diocese is going to be a very large diocese spreading from Valencia Island and Kenmare in the southwest of Kerry right up to Ackle Island and Westport and at Castlebar on the north coast of Mayo. So do we need a new bishop who will be old and wise and irenic and counselling people and listening to people to try and help a process of transition from two separate dioceses to one diocese and just tries to ruffle feathers and help people to, to amalgamate slowly but gently? That would be one option. Or secondly, do we need a young bishop who will hit the ground running and be able to move from a meeting in Valencia Island on Monday night to a meeting in Ackle Island on Tuesday night without having to hire a helicopter. So these are the the sort of um, decisions that are going to have to be thought about. And the people from outside the diocese may actually also have names of people that we might not think of. So the, the electors from the Diocese of Tume and the electors from the Diocese of Limerick and Killaloo may be looking inward and saying, we would like somebody like, somebody who's young or somebody who's dynamic or somebody who's gentle and middle-aged and thoughtful and reflective. But the outside electors may actually say, no, you need somebody who looks at things this way and you haven't thought about this. How are the candidates found? How do they make themselves known? Uh, They don't advertise the post or anything like that. Um, It's not in the Church of Ireland Gazette or anything like that. No, and I I think the job should be advertised. There's nothing wrong with somebody who says that they have the capacity and the capability and the gifts of being a bishop putting their name forward. But we still seem to meet like an old gentleman's club um, where we might blackball somebody or recommend somebody who's an old friend that we were at theological college with. That's, that's not a good way of doing it. So having representatives from the diocese that's vacant and having representatives from the wider church 
at least it allows people to say, first of all, let's not look at names, but let's look at the needs of the diocese. And then out of that, can we identify people who could be a potential bishop? This is open to any priest, male or female, over the age of 30, not necessarily in the Church of Ireland, but in an Anglican church. So we could even look outside. If you remember when the Diocese of Limerick and Killaloo was last vacant, uh, the present bishop, who's now retiring, Kenneth Kieran, was working for the Anglican Communion Office in London. Now, he was a priest in the Diocese of Dublin, but that didn't go for or against him. Uh, it may be that there's a, a, another dean, archdeacon, senior priest, uh, male or female, uh, not just in the Church of Ireland, but maybe working somewhere else, who people know might actually come in as a good outsider. But usually people look at people who have years of seniority, years of service, and that's not necessarily the the good way to do it either. Um, There's an old uh, dictum in human resources management that sometimes people reach the level of their incompetence. So deans and archdeacons may have actually reached the level of their competence anyway, and it might be a good idea to look for other people as well. And have you ever heard of any candidates lobbying the Electoral College or anything like that? Does that sort of thing go on? I, I don't think it does. Uh, you know, there's the, the old saying in the Vatican that people who go into the consistory thinking that they're going to be Pope uh, come out heavily disappointed. And I think it's something like that as well in uh, Electoral Colleges. And there's no reason why somebody who thinks that they're competent and that they've got the gifts and that they've got the what should go with it as well, the meekness and the humility. If they've got that meekness and humility, they're probably not lobbying for the job. Uh, There's a good definition of insanity. One is um, wanting to be a bishop and another one is actually accepting the offer of being a bishop because it really is a difficult job and I don't think anybody with a normal ambition in life would probably want to be one knowing what the job is, what it actually entails. Uh, If we don't get the person that we agree on among the clergy and laity of the Diocese of Limerick and Killaloo and the Diocese of Tuncalala and O'Connery, uh, then there's the danger of being outvoted by the other electors from outside the diocese. So the electors have to do their, their footwork and go around and look at the people who might be good. And given the lifespan of a, working lifespan of a bishop, you're going to have somebody who's going to be in the diocese for six to ten years and you want somebody who's going to have the ability to run with it when they come in. So, there's, yeah, somebody shouldn't be humble enough to say, I don't have those gifts when they do have them. If we don't agree at the Electoral College between the, the, the different component sectors of the Electoral College, what happens then is that the House of Bishops of the Church of Ireland will decide. And then there will, at that stage, there will only be 10 bishops in the Church of Ireland and they will impose a bishop on the diocese. So it's good for the Electoral College members to do their footwork and to go out and see who's a potential bishop. And and what do you see the timetable of this? Our bishop retires at the end of October, and so we'll be in vacancy. And how long do you see that lasting? Uh, Normally something like that doesn't go on for too long. I imagine that there may well be uh, a first meeting of the Electoral College sometime in the middle of November that they will, at that stage, draw up the equivalent of a profile of the diocese and a job description or what sort of qualities and what sort of characteristics they're looking for in a new bishop. And that may take in a number of factors as well. 
because the bishops who are at the Electoral College will also say, well, look, you know, we don't have a bishop who's competent in this area. Would you consider somebody who could contribute to the wider church in another way as well? A bishop who has international experience or a bishop who has experience of interfaith dialogue or a bishop who has experience of stimulating women's ministry or things like that. So that would probably come up at the second meeting and there's probably going to be a third meeting after that at which the voting will take place. So I would say that we will know the name of a bishop probably in January, late January at the latest. If we don't agree then, the House of Bishops will probably meet in February and come up with a name at that stage. Then you're talking about the the new bishop will be consecrated in Christchurch Cathedral, Dublin, because the Archbishop of this area of the Church of Ireland is the Archbishop of Dublin, and the Archbishop of Dublin will be the main consecrator. Uh, Two other bishops will assist in that, uh, bishops, other bishops will be invited, uh, perhaps also a bishop from the Church of England, a Lutheran bishop from continental Europe, uh, and perhaps any other friends who are bishops that the new bishop has. And that bishop would then still have to be enthroned in the cathedrals in these dioceses, which include uh, St Mary's in Limerick, St Flannan's in Killaloo, and St Mary's Cathedral in Tume. And so you could be talking about a bishop getting to work around February or March. Well, Patrick, thank you very much for that fascinating insight into the workings of the Church of Ireland. Thank you very much. Thank you, Stephen. Could I just ask listeners as well to to pray for the Church of Ireland and to pray particularly for this Diocese of Limerick and Killaloo as we go forward? It's not just a time of anxiety or of pressure on us, but it's also a time that we're on a pilgrimage together with other Christians in this area, and I think we'd all appreciate the prayers of everybody for the Church as we move forward.